I am unashamed. What about you? Are y'all missing me? Sort of, but I mean, we can't even <laughs> sleep at night without you. Through technology, Al, you never really miss someone. Well, but this is another, you know how I love first, Jason, on the podcast. This is another first. Uh, we have had guests on, so we know that you can uh, have people uh, zoom in, but this is the first time that one of us has zoomed in for the podcast. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. You sound good. Where are you at? Georgia, I'm, Florida? Yeah. I am, uh, I'm sequestered in a, uh, secret location deep in the bowels of georgia i thought you uh, were in washington last night <clears throat> well i was i've been oh. on quite the journey jay so <laughs> so i went to I, I, while we were at our condo i fly to seattle washington i drive three hours down to spokane area is that where uh steve schultz was from dad was he was in the southeast area? corner that's remember? where i was i was in- we we hunted ducks there and remember we 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 hung out under apple trees and cherry orchards because you know that's what it, I saw. It was one of the greatest times. We we go kill some ducks because then they have so many excess apples and uh, cherries, and then we would just go. Remember, we go eat the apples. And yeah, Schultz said they, the the apple growers would leave a tree next to the road, you know, interstate type road, you know, and he they'd leave a tree there. People could stop and go get them a fresh apple. So I said, "Pull this thing over, then." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to be accused of stealing their apples. He said, "Oh no, they leave a few like that yeah. where people like you would say, boy, I'd love to have one of them tree ripe apples.'" It it told me that if when you pick up one off a tree, by the time they get shipped to Louisiana, I don't know how long it takes. Something happens. But right off the tree, on top of a big duck hunt, they had mallard ducks it- running out the Yazoo. But but. <laughs> But the apples on them trees was just kind of a little exclamation. What I've learned, it's like the Yazoo, a river in Washington. What is? I think he said Wahoo. Was it Wazoo? Wazoo, Yazoo, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that was a river. I'm like your mama. I have learned how to butcher the English language. (laughs) Not to be confused with Yahoo. <laughs> it was Yahoo's and out the wazoo. She came well, in look, last was, night. Last night she walked up to me. She said, "All my girls was laughing at me because they had never heard." And they said it wasn't a word. Ruination. I said, "It's a word." And oh, she, it's a word. She said, "It is." Well, they all told me there's no such thing as ruination. I said, "It's a word." I'll look it up for you. I looked. I got the dictionary. She went to giggling. She said, "I got to tell them that the ruination is a word." But she might have been using it as some alternate definition. She might not have been using it in its proper yeah. uh, context. Well, I would it, was, so it was her version of hellfire and brimstone, ruination, that scared all oh, the girls. Oh, actually, that's perfect. That, yeah, I that's thought good for mom. She well, finally, I bet then she called every one of them, didn't she? Every last one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, Al, when your woman gets in her 70s, she'll probably be like your mother. Uh, when there's 15 or 16, they don't say too much. They run around, you know, they don't say a whole lot. They get in their 70s, you can't shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we would want to, of course. So, uh, yeah, so so we, we drove. It was a nice drive down there. So when I get to the town, was actually called Pressler, Washington. And so I'm speaking at an event. You know, most people have canceled their events or doing them on Zoom or whatever. But these people, I was impressed because, I mean, they're in a blue state, right? I mean, they're in a state. Well, I think think it's like divided. I think the southeast (laughs) is red and the northwest. You're right. They say once you get over the mountain, over on the coast side where Seattle is, then it just goes, well, you know what what we see is happening there. Reckon there's something in the water or something? They just said it was just the liberals took over the city, you know, because I asked them about it. Because when I got up there, I started talking, you know, and of course I said, how I many of you ever watched that dynasty? I mean, every hand went up, you know, 400 people. There weren't hardly anybody there that hadn't watched us, that knew about us. I said, well, there's rednecks in Washington State. Whoever knew that? And they started hee-hawing and cheering. And I mean, it was just like, you know, and they were so excited we we, we came. But I was so excited they were there, you know, because you know, they were told they couldn't meet. But so they met outside under this big tent. Of course, we were doing a pro-life event, but I was just impressed. I was like, you people inspire me because you're under tyranny, you know, because of your leadership, and yet you're still out here doing it, you know, and because I, I think it's, it's much easier for us because, you know, we don't have somebody on our backs the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Rednecks, really rednecks are everywhere. I didn't realize it till I traveled around. By the way, someone got in touch with me back in July. I had missed it, and uh, they wanted one of us to speak in Canada at a meeting. So I'm just telling I'm telling you two that I doubt if I'd make the trip, but, but y'all might. You may be interested in it, Al. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a man on the move. That's for sure. I drove three. I drove three hours to do this event. I drove back to Seattle that night. So that's six hours on a plane, six hours in a car. I get in the bed. I get about six hours of sleep. I get back on the plane. I fly to Georgia, and I'm speaking down here tomorrow. So this is this is a man on the move. Is what you call it. Well, good. Just, just, it's just for a good it deed. There. You're doing a good deed for good it deeds. Is. It's encouraging. Yep. Uh, so, so, uh, so, what about y'all? What have you been doing this week? I just brushed two duck blinds. I got up at uh, just after daylight, got stone and the eunuch, and we took off to the <laughs> woods, cut a gigantic load of willows, went out there, cut our boat run out. It was thick in there. You know, we were checking our green seed that's growing, what our duck water looks like after the hurricane came through, six inches of rain. So we had a couple of blinds. I touched them up to final stages. So we got all our motors ready to go, mud motors, you know, going. Our vehicles, we're putting axles in them and this and that and the other, getting ready for duck season. So I've had a full morning leading up to this. And then after this, we're Phil needs my assistance. We're going to detect. We're going. Phil's going to have his first metal detecting experience. But we're not looking for treasure. We're looking for a chain. A 15-foot-long chain. What you never want to do is drop a chain in a muddy area and run over it with a track hoe because you never see it again. So we don't know exactly where he ran over it. We knew about where the chain was. But I'm going to find that in less than five minutes. So you'll get to see it work. If but, you do that, I'll give you a crisp $20 bill. <laughs> well, it's going to happen. So what we'll do is we'll give you a report on our next time together on whether I find the missing chain. Or Phil, I'm going I'm to let him use my other metal detector. I've never there. tried one. Oh, yeah, you'll have fun with it. I, I know that there's a 15-foot-long chain that a track hole ran over in the mud yeah and it went it went into the mud and so well prepare for amazement because when that when that signal gets over that it's gonna go bang 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 i want to hear then then it's gonna be like a slot machine now because phil is gonna give me twenty dollars if i find it in less than five minutes which will happen the only always remember the only thing a redneck will the first thing that he will jam on his brakes and squall sideways and run back to what he saw is if he spots a chain in the road. <laughs> I agree with that. Hey, how many chains have you have stolen in your life? If you're not looking at it, it will leave you so far. <laughs> it's the most stolen item in this whole country down in there around these rednecks. A chain is a is a indispensable. I mean, I would say it's in the top five important things in a redneck's life. I've slammed got, on my brakes. I'm talking Good about night a chain. I mean, I'm talking about they. We're talking women, kids, dogs, chains. I got a well, 15, now. I know. 15 <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a redneck because I don't own a chain, and if I drove by one, it would have. It wouldn't. My blood pressure wouldn't even spike. I think it's too much subdivision living, son. <laughs> I think it's because they get stuck so much. I mean, what do you think? Well, that's got to be what it is. That's a lot of it. That's what it is. Pulling vehicles around. Yeah. Yep. So what I did this Redneck. morning. Oh. <coughs> Rednecks love mud, that's for sure. Yeah. Boy, and look, there's some down here. Last night when I was I was driving by, I saw the big trucks, the muffler off. You know, I was thinking about that. So what, what is the age? Jace, maybe you know this. There's got to be a certain age. When is the age where the sound of a muffler off a truck or whatever enhances it where it's yeah. so loud. When does that, when does that start to annoy rather than excite? Because everyone I see it, it's always somebody young. I had never seen anybody our age drive one like oh, that. No, well, no, I know no, it because no, you, you need to get out more. They're, yeah, they're out there. Y'all came too late <laughs> because back in the sixties, 
they started putting <laughs> them. Too late. They called That's them. Your fault. They called them. They had names for them. Hollywood, Hollywood mufflers. Uh, what was the other one? There was another one. Uh, but anyway, they talked about Smitty's, twin Smitty's. Twin <laughs> Smitty's meant when you slacked off your gas, they started all these mufflers. And when we were 15 years old and someone drove by that had the fortune of having a vehicle, he would always, what we call, rack his pipes for us, and we would all cheer. We just like, go, baby, that's it. And burn a little rubber. I would say it starts about 13, but Al, the still, I mean, it's the same thing with the with the Harleys, that they're going after that sound. I mean, it's the look, they're on a motorcycle, but that... The, but but you know, doesn't that annoy... That, that annoys me. Like here's, it's here's what la- it's like. It hurts the, my ear. The, the concept is that was pre-cell phone, pre-instantaneous information. So now, if you want to get famous, you get on some Facebook page and you start running your mouth. But back then, the only way you could be famous, there was no internet, Jace. You yeah. said, what can I do that people would know I am somebody? Rack your pipes. Rack your pipes. Rack your pipes. <laughs> only dad. That, uh, once again, dad is the only person in America that could tie in um, social media to to people racking their pipes. But this, it's about this. the same thing. But this, <laughs> Instead of racking your pipes, they racking their mouth. But Jeff Foxworthy, he, he, he became oh, rich over one question or one pondering. You might be a redneck if, and then he right. fills in the blanks. But if you're one of your greatest possessions is duct tape and chains, you okay. Might be a well, you might if you rack your if, if <coughs> I guess if racking your pipes causes you to have chills, it, yeah. you're, you're you're you might be a redneck. I just wondered if there was an age at some point where like I don't it think sounded so. good and then it doesn't. So it's more just the inner person. My I'm just looking at the Harley example because most people who are driving Harley Harleys are older, and those things can't get any louder. Well, that's true, okay. and the reason they're the reason they're much older is because they're very expensive. That's why you don't see a lot of young people on those. They can't I've, afford. I've them. just noted that city dwellers and subdivision personnel they they're not uh, they're not into racking your pipes. No. They're just not <laughs> they're into not. it. They're not into it. They've got a little electric car, and you can't rack anything out of that. What's it's wrong? it's silent. What's wrong with these it's people? Bad. They love You're, mufflers. That's right. And look, I was standing on a street corner and I was in a big city and dad, you, you got to look both ways because they'll come by you one of them electric cars. You don't hear it coming. It's just, whoosh. I mean, if you step before you step out in the street, if you're, if you're in the, you know, Western Louisiana, you don't have to worry. You can hear whatever it is coming, but you're in some big city. You better look both ways. Dangerous. Yeah. The racking your pipes phase. It came in in the sixties, really late fifties and 60s but it it virtually is no more except a few little spots in rural louisiana down in here they still rack them a little bit but uh it, well, that has gone that phenomena has gone i don't think so i think you need to get out more they're still doing it they may do especially the old people my favorite foxworthy jace is one i remember is he said you might be a redneck if you've ever said let's step outside on the porch where the flies ain't it's bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> just think about it that's when you gotta let sink in for just a second let's uh let's take a break now what i've noticed when i turn 50 now it's just there's been a big transition i will wake up in the morning and i'm hurting so i think what did i do yesterday and surprisingly i'm like i didn't do much yesterday and i'm hurting that's why i quit Climbing trees at 55. <laughs> 55. Well, that's, I guess I need to quit climbing trees. That's my year. Uh, well, I got a good uh, product for you guys. It's a brand new sponsor of our show, and it's called Theragun Gen 4. The Theragun Gen 4. And this thing is amazing. It's basically a, uh, let's see what, what they call a percussive therapy device. It's a little device and you, and you put, rub it over your muscles and that thing is just giving you a little, you know how they do on the, 
you see them do the massage and they're doing the little workout, you know, with the mm. guy's hand. That's what this does on whatever muscles it is. So you wake up, your muscles are aching, you get this thing out and you use it. Looks amazing to me. So basically here's what they're offering. If you try Theragun for 30 days, Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, it's got your app, it's quiet, it's got all the power you need. You start at only $199. You go to theragun.com slash fill, theragun.com slash fill, and you get the Gen 4 Theragun today. If you got some achy muscles, try this out, theragun.com slash fill. Well, you got, I, I, guess, I guess we figured out something. You have two types of people, those who muffle and those who use muzzles. Yeah. And there's a, I'm a muzzler. Yeah. yeah well, the, the famous I, I, words of a redneck, hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I like that one too. True. So Jace, so we, we, we teased before that you were going to give us some, uh, some of your stock market wisdom. Well, we uh, did this based on a lot popular, of people ask de- about it. Yeah, popular demand. People are, they, they're curious because let's right. face it. I have redneck tendencies. I'm not yeah. real smart. And this whole financial world, especially in the stock market, seems complicated. And I'm pretty sure y'all could prove my point on that. Because Phil. Jace, that's not a very good speech if you're fixing to elaborate on the <laughs> stock market. I don't have any sense and I don't know how the thing works, but, and you're going to elaborate on it. Well, yeah. So, so well, dad. So I want dad, the audience to know I have no part of the, of the uh, internet, uh, not internet. <laughs> The stock market. I have no interest <laughs> or part in that. Whatever he's fixing to say. Well, so, Dad, when you look at Jace, is the first thing you think is Wall Street. Is that is that the first thing yep. that comes to your mind when you look at your son? Uh, I made my money the old-fashioned way. The old advertising used to say, "I earned it." Well, trust me. <laughs> hey, if you're going to make it on the stock market, you're going to do it the same way. Earn it, because yeah. it's not easy. So, so enlighten me and, well, and uh, I'll just tell make you, your case on what I should do regarding the stock market. I'll, I'll, I'll make the case. Y'all give me questions. A lot of people have asked. But I am, I am living proof that if I can do this, truly anyone can be successful on the stock market. Now, it has taken a lot of hard work, a lot of research. It started when, you know, when Duck Dynasty took off, we came into – for the first time in our lives, actual money. That is correct. <laughs> not, so, not quite all of us, but most of us did. So, you know. The, the uh, numbers were just bigger numbers. Yeah. And so I had a guy, you know, from church. He was like, I'm a, I'm a financial, I'm not even sure how he described himself. Financial advisor? Yeah. It, and he uh, said, yeah. uh, I said, well, what do you want me to do about it? And he's like, well, <laughs> Just telling you, you can take some of this money and I can help invest that for you and you'll have more money. So could like, you make a case in in your dealing with the stock market? Could you make a case? Because your growing up period mm-hmm. to maturity, you would look at a, it was a gamble. We're going out. We have nets out. And what we want is to end up with a tub full of catfish knowing that you were getting 70 cents a pound on the cat mm-hmm. and we had a tub full and you could just look at it and say that my friend is a crisp hundred dollars right at it. Well, at this stage of my life, looking back, if I'd have seen your fishing operation, I would have said uninvestable. Now the duck call operation sounding like birds. How does that stack? up? I thought, no, that's investable. Although I would have called that risky in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, first year sales. I remember vividly. First year sales, eight thousand and two hundred dollars and some change. And I made the comment, Miss K, we are rolling. But I will say this, Phil. Uh, if you look at it to what I do and what I've learned. Because I've been doing this for two years now. After the, I met with the guys, and they said, "We'll help you. We'll take care of you." So I gave them their money, and look, I gave them my money. Who are and, who are the guys? The 
there I'm not going to name them, but it's an institution. But did you say you're giving them? I gave them my money. They that's the scary invested. part. So all I do is get a, a piece of paper about hey, every other this. day. I want to know who that. them guys are. Well, I didn't. I didn't know what they were doing, but I'm just looking at what I'm, what I'm making here, and so after what four or five years, I just looked down and thought. I'm I'm really not making much money here. Now I was making a little, but not much. And there would be one year where I lost money. And I thought, surely I can do better than this. Of course I had no concept of what was even going. I thought I knew just the basics. Plus I didn't give you any help when None. I would have said at this point, Hey Jace, they're Slicking your son? Well, right. They're, they're, you you kept saying, bad deal. I'll stay away, stay away. <laughs> so what I did was I went to him one day. Now, this was funny. I walked in, looking about like I do right now, to the institution, and I said, uh, I got an idea. Which is not an impressive look, just at no, first No, because all these people were suit and ties. Spiffy, spiffy. Door. There's the you know, secretary come in. Would you like him? I know what you look like. Yeah. And so everybody's talking low, which we've already discussed. We know what that means. And uh, I thought, you know, I, I I think I can do better. That was basically what I said. That's your opening line? And, yep. And they said. Did anybody laugh out loud when you said nope, that? No laughing. Okay. They said, I'll tell you what. And I kind of went over <coughs> my, because I started studying, looking. I said, I, I kind of gave my formula. And they said, we'll put you with one of our tech guys, and, and he'll advise you, but he'll just he'll teach you. He'll, he'll walk you through it. And I'm really were they saying, that. We, we're going to hire you? No, not at this point. They were just saying. So were they, they weren't that bold. No, they, they wouldn't have given me a job. You know, I just didn't have the look, I think. And so, uh, <laughs> so I go in there, and I start about a year with this guy. I'm, I'm learning. And so then I realized this was way bigger than I realized. It, 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 it's just a beast. And Jace, so, I just looked at it on the news reports from time to time mm-hmm. with little slivers of paper all on the floor and people are running. Yeah. So oh. I looked at that and I said, what <laughs> in tarnation is that all about? Yeah. Well, so, I've ever asked. So I, but I did think, I said, this is big. This yeah. is something big is going on. <laughs> The leaves slips of little pieces of paper and waving them. Yeah. A lot of them are waving them. I remember asking this guy who helped me learn how to do this. I was like, what is the biggest problem, you know, with, with people who do what y'all do? Now, he was kidding, but I think his joke sheds a lot of light on what this industry does. He said, Prozac. And I was like, isn't that a drug? He's like, yeah, because you feel so much stress. All these people are like, like me walking in saying, I thought the idea here was to make money. And so it's a stressful thing. So eventually, long, t- long story short, I, I went off on my own. After about a year of watching, studying, taking night classes, learning how to, how to read a balance sheet, I mean, just getting to know the companies, getting to know how it all works, I said, I think I can do this. And so I've been doing it for almost a couple of years now on my own. I've done really well. Did so, you, have you done better than you were doing before? Oh, wow. Al, did you catch the part where when he's talking about the money, his voice softened <laughs> like the dudes had the soft voices? I think I did well. Now, having said that, having said that, before I give you my philosophy, and I'm going to give our listeners, because look, I don't, I, I, I'm just going to tell you, if they're I on can the do edge, it. They're on the edge of their seat, yeah, if I can do it. But remember this, it's been a great year. This, this year in investing, if you're an investor, I'll just say this. If you haven't made a lot of money this year in investing, you need to scrap everything you're doing and go in the complete opposite direction. Because this has been like the greatest year for investors. It's just been awesome. You sound like Donald Trump. It's it's awesome. It's been awesome. So here's here's there my, you go, ladies and gentlemen. Start there. Who you yeah, vote Jace, for? So think about this though. So I was just thinking, 
when you said that, that you, you didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. You just figured you could do better because you weren't mm-hmm. making any money. It sounds a lot like what dad was describing when he started Duck Commander. Yeah, I was going to use, and I was going to use that for an example. So why do you think it is that people are so interested uh, in finding out about their ancestry? <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> uh, I guess if you know well, where you I'll, came I'll from. I'll follow up your question with, uh, uh, I dare not look. I dare not well, look into my ancestry. I think if you know where you came from, it it, it explains a lot. I mean, ultimately, well, I think pe- people are genuinely interested. You know, for yeah. whatever reason, I'm apparently not as much with us. Of course, in our case, we're glad our sister was looking on you know ancestry dot com. They wound up finding us, which turned out to be a good thing. But so every, we do have a Al, every every reason. everybody at some point looks around and and says, "How did I get here?" That's right. Where did I come from? Well, anyway, we want to encourage you guys uh, to one of our sponsors, which is Ancestry.com. Basically, you go to their website, uh, Ancestry.com, and if you put slash fill, they're going to get a free trial uh, to check these guys out. And like I said, they've already blessed us because because then we found out we had a sister. So Ancestry.com slash fill and start your free trial. The number one thing I learned and this is my presentation uh, about the stock market is you're actually investing in companies. Now that you're like, duh, but most people, they, they're looking like it's a game. You got all these prices going up and down. But when I look at duck commander, the reason that was an interesting company, because basically you had something that was different. You you had something that could shake the duck calling market because you had a different idea, which basically was we're going to sound like ducks, which is part of I've heard you give it in your speech. I've given it in my speech. Back in those times, most duck call makers were championship style duck callers. They, they'd go win a world championship and then they would sell these calls. But the problem was these calls. They, they were doing things that didn't sound like ducks. That's correct. So here, based on faith, based on reading the Bible, Genesis 9, you're, you're like, let's, let's build duck calls that sound like ducks. We'll get the ducks to come in. Boom. So they call that uh, uh, you had something that was kind of breaking the rules of, of, of the norm, which was, was, a, was a great innovative idea. But more on that later. That my, my deal is you're, you're investing in the company and you're part owners in the company where people get off is they look at what the amount of the stock cost. They just make that up. Now you can go do the research, but you'll figure that out. So like when you see, uh, let's say Apple, I own Apple. And one of the reasons that I started doing this on my own is because the people I, I was with, they recommended that I sell Apple. And so I did because they were in control and I'm paying them, you know, fees to manage my money. Well, after it zoomed and took off like a rocket, I thought, well, that was dumb. No, (laughs) why did we sell that? (laughs) Everybody has a phone. So anyway, one of the first things I did when I just completely took over by myself is I went and bought Apple. I was like, that never should have happened. I mean, people are, they're not going to quit using their phones. And look, I'm I'm up actually more now, even though I got it at a at a bigger price than I ever was. But here's why I wanted to say this. So I had Apple, I think I bought it at two hundred around two hundred bucks a share. So you get one share, two hundred bucks. Well, it goes up to five hundred, I believe. And so which was a pretty good investment, right? And so then Apple says, well, we don't think people can afford our stock at this price. So we're going to do a stock split. And this is the reason I said the number beside what you think it costs is made up. So what they did was they said, for every one share you have, we're going to give you five shares and we're going to make the price 100. So if you looked on the computer right now and looked up Apple's stock price, you'd say, dang, 
that thing's only $115. When actuality, it's the most expensive company on the stock market. It's worth $2 trillion. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have this. That's why it kind of looks like a game. Because a lot of this is just made up. So if you want to see what a company's worth, you look at the market cap. I'm investing in companies for the long term. I'm doing nothing in the short term other than in these volatile times, which is the reason this year has been so great. The volatility has been astronomical, which is great. So when... The greatest thing I did in March is when the stock market fell 2,000 points, the Dow, which is representing 30 stocks. They just pick 30 and say, Here, here's kind of what it's, what it's doing. You got the S&P 500, that's 500 stocks. You got the NASDAQ, which is 100 of the high-growth, high-tech stocks. When the Dow fell 2,000 points, I bought 60 stocks. Because since I'm an individual, when it's all going up, I don't have the speed of the Internet. I don't have the institution to win that race. So when other people are selling really good companies that shouldn't be going down that low, that are awesome, I was sitting there buying. So the reason I've had such a good year is mostly because of that one day. And I'll give you an example. You're familiar with Lowe's. Yep. You see them. I wasn't looking for Lowe's. Lowe's wasn't on my radar. It wasn't on my watch list. I had never looked at the balance sheet. But the day that thing crashed, I looked down and saw Lowe's at $60. And I thought, it's never been that low. It, you know, because these companies come out, not all of them start at zero, but that's for another story. They'll just come out and they'll have a price. So I'm like, Lowe's is not going anywhere. Let me buy some of that. All right, so let me just kind of give the overview because we're I'm chasing rabbits here. So you're investing in companies. You're being diverse because there's 11 sectors to the stock market. And the reason you're diverse is because if you put all your money in one section and then something happens in the technology world, which that is my number one sector because we're, technology is just going out the roof. My number one stock is Microsoft. It's not number one because I bought more of it. It has just been the best performing stock that I have. And so a lot of, like if I read off my top 10, most of these companies you've never heard of. But I'll give you number two, which is the trade desk. I've only owned this thing less than a year, and it's my number two stock. And what they do is they're a technology company that works in the advertising world. Like when you see a banner on TV or whatever, advertising something, that, that's what they do for the most part. And so here's what I want to explain to you. So well, how did that become the number two stock? Because I researched it. It looked like a great company. The growth was going out the roof. And so I bought a little bit of it. I start off small, but then it fell. So I bought a little more. It fell some more. I bought a little more. But I believed in the company. I was doing the research. I kept buying it. Well, I formed a pretty big position in it, and then it took off. One of those little earnings reports that I listened to today, they looked and outseated everyone's expectations, and it just zooms off. And that's why I'm reiterating. You find great companies, and you think long-term, and you ride them. And you get them as at lower price as possible, and you be smart. You trim your higher costs. That way you don't have a, a tax issue. So the first year I did this, I made way too much money because I, I was just selling them when, the, when they got way high, like what they tell you to do. And I didn't realize you can trim them and not make a lot of realized money and just keep keep going with the with the company. So basically you're taking money that you don't need, and you're investing that into the stock market. Because if you're constantly taking it out, trying to play this game, you can't time the market. You're just investing in companies for the long term, and you're working your butt off 
and doing the research and doing that's all I'm doing. And you're real diversified. So I got some dividend type companies, I got some high growth companies, but I cover the other ten sectors pretty well. And so I'm diversified. And that's basically what you're doing. You gotta remember something. In a hundred and something years of the stock market, it's always going up. No matter who's the president, no matter what happened through depression and wars, because it's that entrepreneurial spirit that you tapped into with a duck call. That people are going to come up with ideas, and it may come back, but you know you don't panic. And if you stay away from fear and greed, then you'll you'll just you'll make a lot of money. What I'm doing it by myself, and the reason I'm telling people that you can do it is I have no fees. I mean, I think I pay two hundred dollars a year to one site, no fees. There's companies now that will let you use their software. This started last November, and you get free trades. There's no advisory fee. So I'm already starting way ahead, but you still have to put the work in. So that's basically what I'm doing. One of the things I enjoy uh, from one of our sponsors, uh, Bespoke Post, is that they send us a box that's like full of like really interesting things. In fact, they call it the box of awesome, which, you know, that's pretty bold to, to come up with that. But I have to say it is. I mean, it's everything from cooking tools, outdoor gear, uh, grooming goods, which I know is a big one for you, Dad, um, that, that I enjoy. But uh, to get started, you go to boxofawesome.com. You take a quiz. So they, they, they kind of know what you like and the kind of things that you like. So boxofawesome.com, take the quiz. It's a free sign-up. Uh, you can skip a month. You can cancel anytime you want to, so you're not locked into some long-term deal. Each box costs 45 bucks, but... It has over $70 worth of stuff in it. So it's a pretty good deal. So you get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code Phil at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Use the code Phil, 20% off your first box, and start your awesomeness. You brought an interesting thought there, what you were saying at the end about. Um, would you say greed and fear? Greed and fear. That's so because I, I wanted the, to. When the market sells off, people are being fearful, and they right. and it's it's okay. The markets go down. Like one out of every three years, the market goes down. You're gonna you're gonna lose. Well, you you can't panic. But for people that have that on straight, and they realize that our hope and trust is not in money, and it you know I was happy without any well, money. Yeah, so that's where I wanted to go. Is that it was interesting to use those two words because I want to kind of close out the podcast with talking basically from a biblical view of what you were saying. In other words, because yeah. you got a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, we should be like Jesus, and we should just give all our money to the poor." Why, why are people even trying to give money? Which, by the way, that's that's not what Jesus said. But they they take that from the rich young ruler from Matthew nineteen because this guy had a problem mm -hmm. and. Jesus pointed that out to him, but I've heard people say that. So I, I thought we should talk a little bit about just a biblical view, at least what Jesus said, and maybe a little bit of the, in the epistles about what does the Bible say about money, uh, about capitalism, about, you know, obviously they didn't yeah. use those terms, some of those terms way back when they wrote the Bible, but obviously it's in there. But so Al, my, you point, say to that? my point is the same principles that make you successful in life, the fruits of the spirit, or those godly qualities, perseverance, uh, being content. That's what's going to make you successful in managing your portfolio. I mean, right. every time I don't sit there and say, oh, I'm up so much money. I just, you know, I, I want to make more and more and more. I just stick within the system and say, you know what? This is awesome that this stock is up this much. This is a little too much. They're not. This is getting silly. So I'll take off a little bit, not because I don't believe in the company a little bit. I just realized there's a lot of greedy people out there just saying, oh, we want more, 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 more. So you got to step back and you apply those principles. Same thing when it's panic, when everybody's panic selling, you're like, okay, this is an opportunity here. That's why I said this has been a great year because it's the volatility. I think there'll be some years where there won't be a lot to do if you believe, you know, in, in those companies. So that's, what's weird about this. You still got to put the work in. You still got to be patient. 
you got to persevere. You got to be open, you know, to criticism and, and your mistakes. Because you got to remember, there is one thing I probably should have said. This is a lot like baseball. You're not going to get it all right. You're just not going to get it right. You just got to get more right than wrong. And you got to be able to take some risk. What I used to see, like in the in the epistles, what you hear the phrase Paul used a lot is lovers of money. You know, that's mm-hmm. in several. We're talking about leadership, whatever. Those you got to watch. You know, the 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 love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. You know, and so th- that's the thing. You're, you're right. It's, I think it's more about the motivation than anything yeah. else. At least, at least from a biblical perspective. Where's the verses in there where Jesus said, uh, when the they were dispensed certain individuals with a, an amount of talents, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which I, I took it as money. It was uh, it one was of them money. buried his. You know, the other ones, you know, yep. the thin one buried is, and and Jesus said you could at least uh, invested it so you could have got the interest off of it. it yeah. What text is that? It, uh, well, <clears throat> I can't, it's in one of the Gospels, but what, 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 to your point, he actually, and of course in the story, it was about, you know, the, the, the master or the one that, you know, the one that owned the company in Jason's reference, he wasn't happy with, just getting his money back. I mean, that was the principle. Of course, Jesus was applying it to our spiritual walk, you know, that, that God doesn't want us just sitting idle and he used that money, which is interesting because most of the parables that Jesus used involving money, they were about earning. They were about uh, people. Remember he talked about the shrewd manager and this guy was even not even doing things the right way, but he was like, Hey, but he's a good manager. So it was really interesting that when you read the parables, when I hear people say this about Jesus and money, I mean, God made us with an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, where, where does it come from if it doesn't yeah. come from him? And that's Plus, what you're I mean, investing in. And look, and the people right. who are trying to get rich quick on the stock market, day trading or investing in penny stock. I know there's probably a few people that are, I mean, people win the lottery. But there's no quick, easy way to do that. This is a long, if you're going to do it yourself, turn your hat around backwards. You know, it is interesting when you take the risk to invest your money. I don't have a text in any of the list of sins. It never mentions gambling. Gambling is a sin. Well, uh, in I, fact, I well, in fact, if you look at how they, when they lost Judas, if you look at how they picked the next apostle, they actually used what I would call gambling. <laughs> they... <laughs> Drew straws, yeah, cast <laughs> lots. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that may be a did, terrible they did example. That, by but. the way, the, the reason the, re, the reason it was done that way was to take human choice out. I mean, that, in other words, they they weren't sure. Jesus had picked the guys, and now all of a sudden they're supposed to pick the next guy, and they were like, "We don't want to base this on human standard." And so that's the reason they cast the lots. And so they would just leave it up to chance or God or. It wasn't going to be us, which yeah. I think says a lot about For all the ones that, that get scalded, uh, uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. This is First Timothy 6, verse 6. For we brought nothing into the world. We can take nothing out of it. So if you hoard a bunch of money and sit on it, and the, the 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 poor are never helped, and the down, downtrodden. What you do with your money, right. wise investment. But if we had food and clothing, we'll, we'll we'll be content with that. People who want to get rich. Now, Jason made an interesting statement. He said he was had some money that he wasn't using. Well, people who want to get rich, they fall into temptation. I would think one had to be careful, and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, not all of them, some people eager for money, and the, the scary part in, the, in all of this, as we're talking about what you do with your own money that you've earned, some people eager for money have wandered, wandered from the faith and pierce themselves with many griefs. So there is something to be said about uh, be wise when it comes to 
filthy lucre or money. Oh, you're right. Wanting to be rich. What I'm, my whole point today. I look, mean, money it, in the end is is not gonna. It doesn't remove your sin, and it can't raise you from the no, dead. That's right. So that's right. My whole point today was that godly principles, what you just read, makes up for talent and knowledge and a lack of a finance background. Because these guys, like where I'm getting these recommendations, these guys are pros. They keep how they keep picking these stocks. You're and and the reason I'm not, you know, a lot of people are like, well, where where is that? You go do the work and find it because during the the process you learn how it all works. But just start off small, put little amounts of money because you don't want to put all that at risk. But what I'm telling you is if you don't have a, a propensity to, to be greedy or fearful or to think that money's going to make you happy, the, these are the things that will help you. All I'm looking at it are good companies, and I'm not looking at what they do with their money. If you go down that road, you'll probably never buy a stock, you know, because there's a lot about corporate America that, you know, may lean left or ungodly. I'm just looking at it like, here's what I got to work with. These are products that we use. They have good balance sheets, good working people. I'm putting the time and work, reading their earnings report. I'm just playing within the game. To just show you and, about risk. Making those decisions. One of the things I said when I, to your mother, I said, Miss Kay, here's what I want to do. I said, I top out at, at the most thirty five, forty thousand a year teaching school. I said, that's where I top out, spend a lifetime teaching school. I said, it's a way we'd survive. I said, I think I have a better idea. Find me a place on the river. I'll I'll will survive off me catching fish and selling them. I said, We're not gonna be rich at all. I said, but we will make it. We'll survive with that. I said, but, and I held up, I reached in my pocket, and I pulled out the first duck commander duck call, and I said, you see this thing? I said, I made that. I said, I think I can get this on the market, and if I do, I said, how much? I don't know, but I know this. You will have more long green, is what I call it, long green. I said, you'll have more money in your pocket through this than you ever will with me teaching school. I said, I think it's worth the effort. I said, but but you call it. What do you think? I was being kind to my little lovely wife. I had repented. Jesus, number one, I have an idea. So that was the idea I gave her. And she hesitated for about five seconds. And she said, let's do it. I said, find me a place on the river where I can fish the river and we'll see what happens. I said, but I'm telling you right now, you'll be better off at the end of the day than you are now. I said, I know that. So, I mean, we were sitting there. I was making 100 at the time, $150 a week teaching school, little Christian school. It was good. It helped me get on my feet. But 150 a week, you know, what's that, 600 a month? Not was, enough. <laughs> 600 a month is what we were operating on, and we went from 600 a month. And the duck commander days are now. We're still, we're still selling a lot of duck yeah. calls, but to this day, that thing just went like a rocket. Not like a rocket, just a slow. But if I'd have known what I know now back then, as soon as that duck call took off, if you'd have taken a little bit that you didn't need and just invested it in smart, great companies, you look up 20 years down the road, oh, yeah. you're like, whoa. Yeah. I did say, I did yeah. say, I said the formula was trust God, trust in God, trust in capitalism. When Jason gives us an explanation of what capitalism can bring for you, work hard. Mm-hmm. And that was the formula that I, that I had in my head. I said, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to Trust in capitalism. It's a great, it's a great, the best there is, best system there is. I don't care what they say. Capitalism is the best. I just had an idea, went out there in a shed and put the idea into practice with no phone calls, no signing any papers, no uh, do I go see the powers that be and do they. I didn't talk to anybody. 
I nailed the board on above the door, Duck Commander Worldwide. Mm-hmm. And I walked out there, and everybody laughed. My, all my college buddies, they all laughed. You know, Robinson down there messing around, fishing, catching fish. Uh, he, he's an idiot. Well, 30 years goes by, and they said, you're a genius. I said, wait a yeah, minute. You're a genius. I was an idiot 30 years ago when I said I'm going to fish and build a duck call. Idiot then, but now I'm what? They said, you're a genius. I thought, 30 years to get well, there. So kind, I went, it took kind, me 30 years to go from the, an idiot to a genius. It's the same thing my wife said when I said I was going to take over our finances in the stock market. She didn't say idiot, but I, I sensed it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You saw it in her eyes. After a couple of years, she's like, genius. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned it, Jason. It's the same with dad. The investment into what you're doing. I mean, you're investing money into companies, but really the investment here for you doing your own stock stuff or dad doing business, you invest your innovation, your hard work. Yeah. And those things are as valuable as money because that's what makes more money. And so, and, I mean, and nothing no about this is easy. Nothing. This is no. a job. And no underhanded tricks, slicking, breaking no. the law. You know, no. you know, right. you know well, everybody got on Trump because he didn't pay many taxes. We have a CPA that's hired. He gets a check from us probably every month. Our CPA says, uh, do this money, take this money, do this, uh, buy some equipment, Phil, because it'll help you on your taxes, write-offs. We, 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 but we go by the book, but we got a CPA that's saying, don't do this, do this. I recommend right now you, you spend this much of money, invest in some equipment. You don't have to pay taxes on that. You have to. You got to spend the money. Because you either give it to the government or you give it, build, put it in equipment. So that's I ended well, up with a lot of equipment. Yeah, if, if the old Biden gets in, you'll be giving a lot more money to the government. That's correct. That's their plan. So we, we need to get Trump back in. Jace made right, an we're interesting, out of time. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's all right. Go ahead. Jace made an interesting point uh, a while ago when he said, he said, if I, if I make too much money, I just pay it out in taxes. So, so you got to learn all that. You got to learn how that yeah, works. So, you want you want your realized gain to be right around zero. You want unrealized to be lofty. Yeah. And the big dogs <laughs> have got that down to an art form about when to spend, right. how much you yeah. owe. I mean, you be in debt and all that. You know, it pays off, and that you don't pay outlandish tax bills. See yeah. what I'm yeah, saying? Learn my lesson on that. Taxes that, are another big part of this. Like, so boy, that you did Matthew. great. Give me half of it. Okay. That was Matthew 25, uh, where the uh, somebody wants to check out that parable of the talents and the gold. Yeah. So I found that. Uh, good discussion today. Uh, I, I think our first uh, first uh, coming in from afar worked well. So you'll probably see it more in the future. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.